We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study. This is part four for um, May 8th, 2011. Our last and final topic we're going to be looking at is these, uh, this Judgment Day, May 21st, 2011. Uh, controversial billboard warns of apocalypse. And a lot of my listeners have um, uh, emailed me about this. And they've got big billboards, different places. And it says, Judgment Day, May 2. May 21st, 2011, I have a picture of one of these billboards, and it says, the Bible guarantees it. And, boy, this this really, uh, unbelievable. Um, there's a national movement making its way right here in El Paso. Now, this is from an El Paso news source, okay? This is, this is kind of global at this point, to a certain extent, but... It, it, this is controversial, you may not agree with it, but they're trying to spread their message in a big way. The group says God will destroy the earth by fire this October. They say the real end is actually coming next month, when according to this group, the doors to redemption will be shut. May, quote, May 21st is when God shuts the door to salvation, and that's the beginning of God's wrath, says Johnny Dennis um, who spends most of his free time poring over the Bible and studying the Word so closely, he says he and others have been able to calculate the world's end. Wow. I mean, amazing. On October 21st, the Feast of Tabernacles is when God destroys the world by fire. So much for a seven-year tribulation. You know, or even some people believe in three and a half, whatever. No, 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 none of that. It's we're gonna The world's going to be destroyed by fire. So much for the millennium. You know, that thousand year reign of Christ. No. Now he's going to destroy the world by fire on October 21st, actually. You know, we're going to advance the timetable just a tad here. The billboards you see around town are the work of Dennis with the help of family radio. Should be Satan radio. Family radio. Doesn't that have a nice sound to it? There are 25 billboards warning El Pasoans of the quote end. It shows a man kneeling down praying and it says, uh, Cry mightily unto God. Dennis said, he said October 21st is exactly 7,000 years after God first destroyed the earth with water. Wow, he, this guy is a mathematician extraordinaire. The only way to avoid the, quote, end is to approach God and repent. You're left with the fact that you're going to die, and that's a horror story, Dennis said. Before the billboards, Dennis held up a sign on major intersections. Now there are billboards across the country. Thanks to Family Radio and another group, WeCanKnow.com. They've also put up their own billboards across Texas. The goal is to blow the trumpet, meaning sound the alarm. Dennis said, of course, he realizes some people may not agree, nor might most churches. I'm sure they thought Noah was crazy. Yeah, like you would, like you could even... <laughs> Comparing yourself to Noah, you know, there's, there's no pride issues there, uh, he said. But he's not talk, taking any chances. We're running out of time, and the blink of an eye will be at the Day of Judgment, said the billboards will be up till May 21st. Now, I'm not saying God's judgment's not coming, but not in, the, not in the way they're saying, not in the unbiblical way that they're proposing here. Um, and on May 21st, when Harold Camping is once again, this is the guy that's the head of this devil cult, on May 21st, and we're supposed to do this. We're supposed to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness and to have no fellowship. And we're also supposed to make, make them manifest, meaning make shed light on them, reprove them, debunk them. 
We're supposed to mark those which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which we have learned and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. According to Romans 16, verse 17 and 18. Okay, so, and on May 21st, 2011, when Harold Camping is once again, and we're going to get to that, proven wrong, this is the devil behind all this, Will he and his false date setting be like a dead body upon which the vultures of the air will descend for a feast? Remember, preacher camping has been wrong as he set 1994 as the year in which the rapture was going to occur previously. Well, you know, I guess he's, he decided that, you know, um, he'd just bump it up about 17 years and try again. You know? He's done this before, in other words. This devil. I mean... Do you imagine all of the, 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 the trouble from a spiritual standpoint this devil is creating? I mean, I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. I'm not saying I'm, huh, I'm looking forward to the judgment seat of Christ or anything. Okay, but I wouldn't want to be in this guy's shoes. Harold Camping will go mad on May 11, 2011, the American Vision. This is a news article. It says, Camping, um, Camping previously sold tens of thousands of copies of 1994. He followed this book with, that 1994 was, I guess, this book that he wrote in which the rapture was going to occur. And then he followed this book with another book called Are You Ready? Much more evidence that 1994 could be the end of the world. This devil's already done this. He's a false prophet. He's proven that he's a false prophet. He's demon, most likely demon-possessed. He is nothing but a tool of Satan. And he needs to be exposed as such. Why? So that he doesn't deceive one more person than he has to. And take them to hell, which is where he's going. Because what happens is, is when these types of events happen, people put their trust in man, and the Bible says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord, according to Jeremiah 17.5. They put their trust in a man, and when these dates don't happen, when nothing occurs, they lose all faith. Well, their faith was never grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ. It was never grounded in his word in the first place. They put their faith in some man, and thus they just fall away, and there's no chance for them. I'm not saying they couldn't get saved, but it's much more likely, much less likely that they'll get saved. They'll say, well, I already went down that road once. No, you didn't. You never went down that road. You were never converted. You were never truly saved. You, you trusted in a man. You trusted in a lie. But that's exactly what will happen as fruit of this. And I do believe also that this is part of the strong delusion of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that God said he was going to send. He says, for this cause I will send them strong delusion. This is regarding the end times. This is regarding right around the time that we're at right now. The apostasy or falling away of the church and the revealing of the Antichrist, which is going to be after that. Right around that same time, it says, For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, there's going to be a lot of lies that you can believe, a lot of different flavors of lies that you can believe that will, you know, they're all going to get you to hell. You know, it's just, this is just one more flavor of lies. The media, this is from Cutting Edge, 
the media gives Campion's front view, uh, front page coverage every time he opens his mouth because of his calculated prediction that Jesus will return on a specific date, as they know he'll be wrong. See, they want to discredit anything that looks like Christianity. Because there's a whole bunch of secular people out there, and unsaved people, that just look for any opportunity to point at those Christians and say, look at them, they're worse than we are. They're more, they're, at least I'm smart enough to, to know this wasn't going to happen, or that wasn't going to happen. And they're more than one. They're just waiting in the wings just to point the finger at Christians or, or pseudo-Christians and lump all of the other Christians in with them. They do that a lot with the Catholic religion. I love it when I'm lumped in with the Catholic pedophile priests and how I'm, I'm and how Christians are saying, "Oh, you Christians killed all those people in the Dark Ages." No, no, no. You got that wrong. You got the Catholic Church killing 50 million people during the Inquisition in the most brutal fashion, and a ton of them were real born-again Bible-believing Christians. You got it all wrong. I don't want. I, I refuse to be lumped in with the Catholics, and I refuse to be lumped in with Harold Campy and his false prophecies. I stand on the Word of God. I stand apart from any denomination. I don't see any Bible for denominations. I just don't. I don't see any. And I'm not saying there's not merit to particular denominations, but for the most part, I just don't see any Bible for them. I just call myself a born-again, Bible-believing Christian. Going forward, this says, why would mass media give Harold Camping such coverage as he spouted his false message? This fact alone should have given people cause for concern. The mass media hates genuine Christianity and will never never allow a genuine preacher of any kind to, to have real coverage. When Camping is proven wrong again, he will he will have his, done his best to discredit the Bible, scoff. I mean, he's just a tool of Satan. That's all this guy is. Nothing but a tool of Satan. Scoffing unbelievers will have one more reason to not believe Jesus Christ or his Bible. Do you remember the flap in 1988 when another false prophet, Edgar Weisenalt, published a little book entitled 88 Reasons Why the Rapture is in 1988? Going back to the American Vision article, we read, now, there has been a ton of people in the last few decades that have predicted either the end of the earth or the rapture and specific dates and this and that, these date setters. I tend to stay away from these date setters. Because so far, up until this point, every one of them had pretty much been proven wrong. Okay, so, camping, uh, this is a, this is a, um, American Vision, Vision article regarding this Edgar Weisenalt, uh, regarding this 88 reasons why the rapture's in 1988. It says camping, this is relating Harold Camping to, um, this Weisenalt. Harold Camping sounds a lot like Edgar Weisenhalt, who predicted that the rapture would take place in September of 1988. A certainty that he backed up with his booklet, 88 Reasons Why the Rapture is in 1988, and the claim, quote, only if the Bible is an heir am I wrong. Oh boy, there's no pride in that. You know, pride goeth before a fall, haughty spirit before destruction. A big reason why all of these false prophets do what they do is pride. Pride blinds them to the truth. Just like it blinded Lucifer when he fell from heaven. 
He literally thought he was going to usurp the throne of God. He was that delusional in his mind. Okay? They're no different. They're just, they're, they're blinded by pride, and a lot of this is because they think they're such unbelievable Bible scholars. Look at me. God showed me something nobody else on the planet knows. You know, I'm, I, I am, man, I'm something else, aren't I? I'm a chip off the old block. You know? I am the man. You know, and, and that's basically how I believe they start looking at themselves. They become delusional. Pride blinds them, and then they get off into these cult doctrines. What happens here? Uh, so he has the audacity to stay only if the Bible is in air, am I wrong? And I say that to every preacher in town. I mean, what, what arrogance. When the certainty of his prediction failed, though, in the passing of September of 1988, Weisenhalt, who worked as an engineer with NASA, claimed he had, quote, made a slight miscalculation of one year because of a fluke in the Gregorian calendar. Oh, boy. I hate when that happens. You know, it happened to me last week. Same thing, you know, I'm just kidding, but Jesus was actually going to, re- now Jesus was actually going to return during Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, which is another date I hear a lot for when the rapture is going to happen, okay? Uh, he's actually going to ter- return during this Rosh Hashanah in 1989. Weisenhoff published his discovery in the Final Shout Rapture Report of 1989. Um, he goes on to say, quote, the time is short, he said, everything points to it. This publication was subsequently, subsequently retitled, The Final Shout, Rapture Report, 1990. And it's since been retitled, yearly, <laughs> as The Final Shout, Rapture Report, 1991, 1992, 1993, 1994, and so on. And in case you didn't know, now it's 2010. Okay, this is how delusional these devils are. These are wolves in sheep's clothing. These are men that have given heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils and they're speaking lies and hypocrisy and they've had their conscience seared with a hot iron according to 1 Timothy 4.1. How could you not have your conscience seared with a hot iron and keep doing this garbage? Wouldn't you want to repent in sackcloth and ashes after you got it wrong the first time? If you were truly seeking God? I'm not saying he couldn't forgive you for it, but there's obviously no repentance on any of these guys' parts. The homes that they've wrecked, the faith that they've shipwrecked, that the devil through them has shipwrecked. Because you know every time they get it wrong, there's some buddy out there that, you know, sold their house, and, and you know, this is what happened with um, the, um, I don't know word, the Jehovah Witnesses. They kept predicting the end of the world wrong over and over again. Kept losing so many people, and they finally just stopped, you know. They finally just stopped. And and this is what happens with these cults. Many, many, many times, they, the prophecies, these extra-biblical prophecies, they don't come to pass. So they're, they're, they're shown to be frauds, from a biblical standpoint, according to Deuteronomy 18. It's all you gotta, you know. So... Um, one eyewitness recalls his involvement in this false prediction... This, this 88 Reasons, this guy that's retitled his book, uh, The Rapture Report, all these years. Uh, this was 
uh, an eyewitness saying, quote, Back in 1988, I was in a large charismatic church in San Jose that was mostly singles. During that year, there was a book out titled 88 Reasons Why the Rapture Will Be in 1988, which is what we were just referenced to. While that little book took off like wildfire in Northern California, the media kept talking about the upcoming rapture. It went on and on, and everyone around here was caught up in it. The little white book said that the rapture would take place after sunset on the eve of the day before Rosh Hashanah, and the little book had about 100 pages of biblical mathematics to back it up. Because, see, whoa, that looks really, really impressive when you line it up with biblical mathematics, you know. Anyway, that little book is still alive and doing well today. Because Harold Camping, the guy that's saying everything's going to end... On the 21st of this month, May 21st, same guy, same devil, that little book, that same little book, 88 Reasons Why the Rapture is Going to Occur in 1988, still, still alive and well today because Harold Camping of Family Radio, Harold Camping teaches that on the very Rosh Hashanah in 1988, the church age ended. So in other words, Camping's saying, well, you know, this other guy, this Wisen whatever, Heimer guy, whatever, yeah, the rapture wasn't that day. He was a little bit off with his mathematics. Actually, that was the end of the church age. So he's still using this book as part of his prophecy. What made 88 Reasons go over so well in this area was the mathematics of it. That is a high-tech area. Oh, wow, I mean, yeah, the mathematics. Wow, math. Two plus two equals four. I mean, who knew? Wow. Maybe there was some reverse calculus thrown in there. I don't know. Trigonometry? I don't know. Some impressive stuff. You know, just wow them. Wow them with your scholarly-like looking abilities. Harold Camping claims his prediction is based upon infallible mathematics. Oh, yeah, right. We've heard this before, evidently. It sounds like false prophecies... Prophets love to shove reams of supposed mathematics at the gullible public. My dad used to say, figures don't lie, but liars figure. What are the mathematics of Harold Camping and his prediction that the rapture is going to occur on May 21st, 2011? Well, let's look at them. By Camping's understanding, the Bible was dictated by God, and every word and number carries a special significance. He noticed that a particular numbers appeared in the Bible at the same time um, particular themes are discussed. The number five, camping concluded, equals atonement. Ten is completeness, seventeen heaven, so on. Camping patiently explained how he reached his conclusion for May 21st, 2011. Now, you have to understand, what I'm about to tell you, which is about a small paragraph, is what he is hanging everything on. So we can simplify it and boil it down to this, which is what I try to do on a weekly basis. I try to take subjects that may seem vast and complicated and try to boil them down. I understand I'm long-winded, but I'm trying to give you cliff note versions of a lot of these things that you might normally have to read a book about. I'm trying to give it to you in an hour, two-hour, three-hour study. So while it may appear I'm long-winded, at the same time, if you try to go out and read books on these things, which is what I tried to do years ago, you would end up spending 20 hours or 40 hours on a particular subject. So I, I had a guy email me this week saying, you know, this stuff that you put out sounds like you're just coming straight from a tabloid and this type of thing. And, and I, I told him, I said, listen, um, 
the things and the, and the subjects that I get into, that, that we try to get into on a weekly basis, I'm trying to, number one, summarize things. Number two, a lot of the things that we report on may not come to pass. And the reason they may not come to pass, like, for instance, the New Madrid fault thing, I'm hoping nothing happens there. Okay, but I can tell you one thing, based on all the information that I've went over, that I've given in, in these previous studies, based on all the information coming out from the government, based on all the information I'm seeing from the secular media, based on all the information I'm seeing from independent researchers, they have something real bad planned for the New Madrid fault line. Now, if Christians are praying about a specific subject, isn't there a much higher likelihood that God may avert that disaster? But if Christians are totally ignorant of a particular subject, and this is what watchmen are supposed to do, which is all I claim to be as a watchman, and they're, and they're praying about it, and God averts the disaster, and it doesn't come to pass, well, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I do a lot with what I do with this ministry. So people can pray about things. Not just so that we can go around and wring our hands and say, oh my word, uh, all this bad stuff's going to happen constantly. That's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this as a watchman type of ministry. I'm doing it to summarize and give you a synopsis of things so that you're armed. I'm doing it so that you can pray and, and if you feel so led to fast about these particular issues. I'm doing it also so that you have some forewarning and foreknowledge. And if you live in a particular area that might be affected, maybe God's convicting you about, you know, whatever, doing this or doing that. And my study might be the linchpin for that, you know, confirmation. I've had a lot of that. So understand that's why we have this ministry. Anyway, or partly at least. This is where camping hangs. This whole uh, bunch of garbage. This whole May 21st thing. Door to heaven's going to be shut. This type of stuff. This is where what he hangs it all on. This one paragraph here. Camping patient explained how he reached his conclusion for May 21st. Now, this guy already, we've already proven, he's totally a false prophet. He uses other false prophets to to uh, bolster his predictions, other prophets that have been proven false, over and over and over again. He's already predicted the rapture should have been in 1994. And now this guy has, and, and the, what I can't understand is why, why in the world would anybody follow a guy that's got it wrong so many times and use so many bad sources. Why would you literally pin your salvation on, on, on a devil like this? I don't understand it. Camping patiently explained how he reached his conclusion for May 21st, 2011. Quote, Christ hung on the cross April 1st, 33 AD. Like, he knows he was there. You know what I mean? How does he know it was April 1st, 33 AD? That, I mean, uh, what I'm saying is, the Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? It sounds to me like his foundation, if that's his foundation, that first statement, is already flawed, or subject to flaw. How does he know? Oh, an angel appeared to him probably and told him. Oh, the same angel that gave you the false prediction about 1994 being the end of the world? That one? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's what happened, but I'm saying, where does, where does this guy you know, get this stuff? So, Christ hung on the cross, April 1st, 33 AD. Now, go to April 1st, 2011. And that is 1,978 years. 
great. Camping then multiplied 1,978 years by 365.2422 days, which is the number of days in each solar year, not to be confused with the calendar year. Next, Camping then noted that April 1st to May 21st encompasses 51 days. If we add 51 to the sum of the previous multiplication total, it equals 722,500. I mean, I, I'm following this, aren't you guys? I mean, this is, this is simple, right? It's just elementary, my dear Watson. Camping then realized that 5 times 10 times 17 times 5 times 10 times 17 equals... 722,500. Or to put it into words, atonement times completeness times heaven squared. I rest my case. No, Harold rests his case. Because remember, camping concluded certain numbers equal uh, certain numbers equal um, thing. He said that atonement is... uh, what is atonement? The number five is atonement, he says. Ten is completeness. I, you know, I've always heard five being either the number of grace and or death. Not atonement. But anyway, uh, five is equals atonement, ten is completeness, and seventeen means heaven. So at the end, he gets this numbers, five times ten times seventeen times five times ten times seventeen equals this magical 722,500, or to put it into words, atonement times completeness times heaven squared. This is what they're pinning all of this garbage on that you see in the billboards. Do you see how asininely ludicrous this is? This is insane. But this is what they're based their whole little devil cult on. And that's all it is. It's a cult. It is another gospel. It is a false gospel. This guy has already amply proven he is a false prophet, that he's a wolf in sheep's clothing, most likely a hireling, because he's doing it for the money. I I mean, I can't guarantee on that one, but, you know, I guarantee you he's had a lot of probably money come into his ministry as a result of the people that have bought into this garbage. Beware of false prophets that come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. That's what Jesus Christ said. Beware of them. They're they're all around in today's day and age. You know, these are men of old. They've crept into the church. They were preordained under this condemnation. That's what they. That's what they do. It's no marvel if Satan can be transformed into an angel of light that his ministers can be transformed into ministers of righteousness. In other words, they're they're ministers that appear as ministers of righteousness. But inwardly, they're they're nothing more emissaries of Satan. This is what this guy is. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. And the Bible says to mark them. Uh, Paul said, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his work. He says, Demas has forsaken me for this present day world. He named them by name. If you don't name them by name, how are you supposed to know who they are? You know? So anyway, that is all we have for today. Um, I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and all you've given us. 
for all your goodness and your mercy, Lord, that you've bestowed upon us. I pray, Lord God, that wherever your word or your truth is being preached worldwide, that you bless it, Lord God, that your angels will go before us to prepare the way, that you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, Lord, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, that your name would be glorified through the remnant, through the body of Christ, Lord God, that you would bless them, that you would supply all their need, that you would be glorified through them. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.